Hello, and welcome back to the Study, Apply, Thrive podcast. I am Vita Cash, your host. This podcast is called Study, Apply, Thrive because the Bible teaches us when we study and apply the Word of God, we can thrive in every single area of life. So grab your favorite cup of tea, your Bible, your journal, a beautiful pen, and let's prepare to study the Word of God together. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Study, Apply, Thrive. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope your family is blessed. I hope you are blessed. I hope that everything is going well for you. I am so excited about what we're going to minister today and what we're going to talk about. And I hope that you have an open heart to just receive the word of God. We're going to have fun. We're going to laugh. I'm going to cause you and encourage you to really think about some things. We are in November And at the end of the year, many people become very reflective on their year. You go back and you look at the goals that you wrote in January and you say, okay, how did I measure up to that? You look at how God is blessed. You looked at some opportunities that you may have thought would go differently and kind of um, just analyze what's going on. And then you begin to look forward to the new year. You know, what am I going to accomplish in 2021? What is my January going to look like? Am I going to do 30 days of fasting or 30 days of journaling? Or what am I going to do to kickstart my year? And you start thinking about life plans. You start thinking about goals. You start thinking about journaling or a a vision board, creating a vision board. And you start thinking about a lot of things. And I want to capture your attention before you get to that point. And if you've already started doing your plan for January, praise the Lord. I'm so proud of you. Um, If you've already started working on your vision board, same thing. I I salute you for that. But before you get too far into that, I want to challenge you to think about who you really want to be in 2021. And I say who you want to be because some of us and have been just living life based on what life throws at us. At us, We haven't taken the time to really identify with and root ourselves in the authenticity that God has called us to. And, you know, we just kind of go with how the wind blows. Okay, this is in tr- this is trending now. So I'm going to do this. This is trending now. Okay, now I'm going to do that. And I want you to really get in touch with who you are and who God has called you to be and begin to identify the distractions that may have gotten you off track and begin to eliminate those things from your life so that you can really get into who God has called you to be. And in 2021, I want your vision board, I want your journaling, I want your plan to be based on who you really want to be. Do you want to be a reader? Do you want to be an entrepreneur? Do you want to be a deeper worshiper? Do you want to be an intercessor, a woman who is consistently in the presence of God for in prayer for others? Do you want to be a uh, do philanthropic work? Do you want to go back to school? Do you want to just have a simple Hallmark movie kind of life where you just come home and bake cookies and bake brownies and make homemade hot cocoa? Who is the woman that you really want to be? And this is this woman that you need to identify needs to be separate from what social media says you should be doing, should be separate from what external entities are telling you you should be doing and you have to dig deep on the inside and decide for you who is it that you want to be who and you might be that I can't decide who I want to be I have to be who whoever I am well actually you can decide who you want to be do you remember in Genesis when God brought all the animals to Adam and he told Adam Adam you name these animals and whatever you call them that's what they're going to be 
and you were created to be able to look at a situation, to be able to look at your finances, look at your marriage, look at your children, look at your health, and for you to be able to walk in the authority of God and open up your mouth and whatever you call it, that's what it'll be. So I want you to look at yourself and begin to call yourself the things that you want to be. If you want to be debt free, then I want you to call yourself debt free. If you want to be a different um, in a different health bracket with your blood pressure or blood sugar or whatever it is that your health issue may be, I want you to look at yourself and call yourself healed, but then be specific. You want I want you to say my blood pressure is consistently uh, 120 over 80 or 120 over 75. My blood sugar is consistently below 80. My, you know, whatever the numbers are for you, whatever the weight is for you, whatever the a bank account statement needs to be for you, whatever it needs to be for you. I want you to, before you go into deep planning for next year, I want you to take some time and identify the authentic you and who you really want to be, not who life has forced you to be, not what circumstances have limited you to become. But if you just had a clean slate, if every, if old things were passed away and behold, all things are become new. And we know that's the truth because the Bible says so. If you could wake up tomorrow morning and just make a determination, this is who I want to be. If you, if you could do that, who would you be? How would you rewrite your story? How would you focus in on developing yourself? What goals would you pursue? What hobbies would you indulge in? What books would you read? What friends would you hang out with? Where would you vacation? How often would you be in the presence of God? What uh, problems would you just totally eliminate in your life? What mistakes would you pretend that you never made? Well, women of God, you have the ability to do that. You can rewrite your story as many times as you want to. And any writers out there know that it takes many, many rewrites to get the story right. But we've been trained to think that we only have, you know, once we make a mistake in life, we have to live with that mistake. But God says that every morning his mercies are new and we have the ability to rewrite our story until we get it right, until we get it totally aligned with what God has for us and who God called us to be. And so I'm going to, I'm going (laughs) to, y'all know I like to laugh and giggle. I'm going to teach this lesson from a very peculiar perspective from one of my favorite TV shows. And there's a show that is called What's Happening. No, no, no mystery there. It's called What's Happening. And What's Happening was a show that came out in the 1970s. So this is an old show. I'm dating myself. Old show. But it still comes on today. I still watch it. I actually watch it with my 10-year-old. It's one of the shows that we like to watch together. It is so silly. And it is so funny. <clears throat> and there's a particular episode of What's Happening. And if you know the show, um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I think that it's one of the more famous um, or more popular episodes, I should say, um, when Raj, who was the main character, was writing a play for English class, and um, they had to present all this dramatic stuff. They had to do um, basically a fine arts for, for an English uh, presentation in their class. And Dwayne, one of the characters in the show, is three characters, three main characters, Raj, rerunning Dwayne. And Dwayne um, decided that he was going to sing a song for the English presentation because it was a fine arts presentation. And the song that he sang, he, he didn't, he, he was like me. I, I get it. He couldn't carry a tune if you paid him. He was off 
off key, off tune, tone deaf, whatever you want to say it. And then even the song that he was singing, he remixed the genre. It was totally, totally, totally off key, off beat, whatever. So <laughs> I'm just cracking myself up. Y'all bear with me. It was funny. Go Google it, go on YouTube and find it. Um, Find the show. It's a funny, funny episode. So there are two things that I want to say about that particular show. First of all, the show, as I already stated, came out in the 1970s and it only had three seasons. And you would think that a show that only has three seasons would not be considered a successful show because we have had shows that have gone for um, another one of my favorite shows. The Jeffersons ran for 11 seasons. Um, Other shows, uh, soap operas ran for 20, 30, 35 seasons. There have been shows, um, game shows that have been on for 30 seasons, 30 years. Um, SVU has been on for 21 years. There are a lot of shows that run a lot longer. So when you look at the duration of that show, what's happening, you say, oh, well, you know, it was only out for 30 years, so it wasn't very successful. But success can't be measured in the amount of time that you've done something or the amount of people who are following you or the amount of money that you have. That's not how we measure success. Success is measured because years later, you have a legacy that whatever work you did is still fulfilling its purpose. And so you might think, well, I need to have, you know, $75,000 free and clear in the bank but you only have 7,500. The way that you measure success is not in how many zeros are behind that bank statement, but are you able to this time next year and then this time the year or two years after that, are you able to still fulfill your purpose with what God has put in your hand right now? If you only write one book and your goal was to write 10, are people going to still be reading that one book 40 years from now? Are people going to still be listening to that one single you released 40 years from now? Are your children's children going to still be talking about how you taught them to pray and how you taught them to worship God 40 years from now? So I don't want you to get caught up on as you're identifying the authentic you of how big it is or how tall it is or how many people follow it on social media or how many likes you got. But I want you to measure it in, is it fulfilling its purpose? Is your ministry fulfilling its purpose? Is your marriage fulfilling its purpose? Is your parenting style fulfilling its purpose? Is your Are your finances enough to uh, take care of what God has called you to. And that's how you measure success. This show, again, was out in the 1970s. And now we're in, we're in 2020. And it is not just on one streaming service. It is on several streaming services. And people are watching this show. You can still buy the DVDs. You can still do all that. There are other shows that are more popular that you can't find that show anywhere. If you tried, you couldn't find that show. Because even though... Those shows may have run for a longer amount of time. It wasn't impactful enough that anybody thought to pick it up later. And I want you to see the authentic you as being so impactful that even when you stop doing your business, even when you leave your job, even when your children are grown and have moved out and are successful and doing what God has called them to do, they still hear your voice. I remember when mom said, I remember when grandma said, I remember when auntie said, I remember when my godmother told me that when you leave your job that, oh, you know, we appreciate you in this position. But I remember when 
so-and-so was in this position and they just really did some great stuff. And we've been following that pattern for a long time. And so as you're identifying the authentic you, I don't want you to measure who you should be based on popularity or who you should be based on um, the number of people who like you or the number of people who celebrate you. But when you look in the mirror, are you pleased with who you are? Are you pleased with how you look? Are you pleased with your hair? Are you pleased with your skin? Are you pleased with your job? Are you pleased with how much you indulge in your hobbies? Are you pleased with you? And if you were a book or if you were a television show, would somebody still be picking you up 30 years from now to enjoy the impact that you made so many years ago. And I want you to strive to be a woman who makes an impact that even if that impact was short-lived, seemingly short-lived, years later, people are still eating from your tree. Years later, people are still enjoying what you did. Years later, you're still making people laugh. People still remember that joke that you told. People still remember how you led worship. People still remember how your business changed their life. People still remember how you gave the best hugs or how you were the best listener or how you were the most encouraging person. Your children get up even in their 50s. Your children get up and still call you blessed because you were that kind of mom. That's what I want you to strive to do. And then in that particular episode, as I was saying earlier of what's happening, when Dwayne sings the song, there is a movie critic who comes to the class to encourage the students and he's giving all the students feedback. And he ha- he says to Dwayne after he sings his song, he says, there are many ways you could have went with that song and you took them all. <laughs> and what he was basically saying was, you are all over the place. And that's what I want to ask you today. There are many ways you could have gone with your career. There are many ways that you could have gone with your conflict resolution, with your communication skills, with your ability to forgive, with you becoming a content expert and what you really love and you having a business and you indulging in hobbies and you uh, taking care of your body. There are many ways that you could have taken that, but I don't want you to be like Dwayne. I don't want you to take them all because being, um, you, you can't be a master of everything. You have to decide what has God called me to? What has God given me the expertise to? What has God given me a passion for? And I want you to zero in on those three or four things and let everything else fall to the wayside. Paul said that he became all, th- all things to all men so that he may win some. And so he became all things for a moment of evangelism, but he didn't live his life being all things to all men. He would become those things in a moment to evangelize something. And so many women have so many hats that we're wearing and we become all things to all men that we lose who we are. We lose ourselves. We spend, you know, time ministering to people, time consulting people, time comforting people, time cooking, time doing laundry, time editing papers, time doing hair, time running errands, time sending emails and all these other things. And then at the end of the day, we're so exhausted that we haven't invested any time in ourselves, but we can't pour from an empty cup. And I say that all the time that your cup needs to be so overflowing with you investing in you so that when you pour out, people are getting you, not whatever they want. They can't just decide, well, today I want you to be grape and tomorrow I want you to be orange and tomorrow I need you to be strawberry and tomorrow I need you to be lemonade. But you pour out 
who you are authentically and the essence of who you are is so good that people are happy to get whatever you give them. You know, that they are not dictating to you what you need to be to them, but they're just so blessed by you being so authentic and what you bring to the table is so good for them. And so I want you to really focus in on who you are. I don't want the critics to look at you and say, there are a lot of ways you could have went with that and you took them all, but that you were focused, that you were intentional, that you were authentic, that you were all of those things. And it takes time to do that. It takes effort to do that. It's going to take some moments for you just shutting everything down, for you unplugging and really getting into the face of God to really reconnect with who God has called you to be. It's going to cause you to spend some time in prayer, not praying a generic prayer, but being very specific. God, I don't know what in the heck I've been doing for this whole year. I've been just responding. I've been, I have been reactive to everything that's going on around me instead of being proactive instead of being um, a leader for myself, not even leading other people, instead of just leading myself into a better place, I've just been responding to everything that's being thrown at me. And God, I'm tired. God, I'm exhausted. I feel like I'm playing uh, two a doubles match of tennis, but I'm the only one on my side of the net that there are other people throwing balls at me on the other side. And I'm the only one catching these balls. I want you to let all those balls fall. The world is not going to end. The world is not going to stop. I want you to let those balls fall. And I want you to spend a couple days just being what seems like is being selfish, but is really being selfless. Just reconnecting with God and who he called you to be at this time. What has God called you to do? What is God saying to you? How are you defining success? How do you define disaster? Because disaster, most of the time, is an opportunity for a miracle. Are you even looking towards God to come and fix something? Or are you looking to your, towards yourself thinking that you're the one who has to fix everything? Well, God didn't call you to be the fixer. He called you to ask the fixer, which is him. He called you to pray to him and ask him to come in and fix your problems and ask him to give you witty ideas and ask him to fix your marriage and ask him to bless your children and ask him to bless your finances and for you to sit in his presence and allow him to minister the solutions to you versus you feeling like, again, all these balls are coming at you and you have a tennis racket and there's six people on the other side of the net and you're on this side of the net all by yourself, racing up and down the field, up and down the court, exhausted, trying to hit these balls that are coming. Again, like Dwayne, there are many ways you could have gone with that song and you took them all. There are many ways that you could go at life and I don't want you to take them all. I want you to be willing to let some things fall, let some things go because God didn't call you to rescue everybody in your family. He didn't call you to uh, be a chameleon and everywhere you go, your outer, your outer appearance changes, your personality changes. He called you to be the person who sets the temperature, not the person who reads the temperature. And there is something so powerful on the inside of you that when the authentic you shows up, Things change when the authentic you shows up. You are less exhausted because you don't have to keep all these things. And you know, okay, I'm with this group. Let me act like this. And with this group, let me act like this. Okay, I need. She needs me to be a banker. She needs me to be her accountant. She needs me to be a babysitter. She needs me to be the cook. She needs me to be the supporter. She needs me to rub her back. She needs me to do this. She needs me to. Be the... No, this is who I am. This is what I bring to the table. And if you need something different to, at the table. 
need to call somebody else, but I don't have to become that because I can't continue going through life. I will not go into 2021 being all things for everybody and running up and down the field. Uh, I keep saying field, y'all can tell I don't really play tennis, running up and down the court, trying to hit all these balls back, but to be willing to let some things fall. And I'm telling you, ladies, it's one of the most freeing things when your response is, I can pray, but I cannot come. Selah, I can pray, but I cannot pay your bills. I can pray, but I cannot watch your children. I can pray, but no, I cannot mend the rip in your clothes. I can pray, but you surely cannot borrow my car. <laughs> because if God didn't tell you to do those things, <clears throat> you get no glory. He gets no glory and it's not for your good. And we want to live a life that is for our good, but for God's glory. So what are you willing as you're going through and preparing for 2021 and about to do your vision board and about to do your life plan and about to do your calendar for the year and all the things that you're going to do? What are some balls that you know you need to let drop? What are some things that you know, this is not authentically me. I do not need to do this. I do not need to be this to this person. That's not what I need to be. You can't go through life taking, having one song. There are many ways you could have gone with that song and you took them all. You don't want to go through life taking every, every door that opens in front of you. You walk through every door. Every door is not for you. Some things are distractions that the enemy puts in your way to deter you and distract you from what you really should be doing. You don't have to respond to everything. You don't have to participate in everything. It is okay. It is okay to decline an invitation. It is okay to decline a business opportunity. It is okay to decline an opportunity to help someone. If God isn't leading you to do it, if God doesn't give you peace about doing it, it's okay for you to say no. And you know the times that God has given you peace the whole time you're driving and you're thinking, oh, I hope they cancel your phone buzz. And you, oh, I hope that's them saying they changed their mind. If your hope is that the person who invited you changed their mind, then you probably should have declined the invitation because you don't want to do it anyway. And this is not, again, about being selfish. It's about being focused on who God called you to be. Remember, there are many opportunities in the word when Jesus was someone would come to Jesus and say, Jesus, can you do this? And Jesus would say, it's not my time. I didn't come for you. That Jesus said no to people. And the authentic you sometimes has to say no to you. You have to tell yourself, no, we're not doing that. No, we're not going down that path. No, we're not going to do that. We're, we're not going to do those things. And I want you to be authentic in your planning for next year. And when you think about what you really like, how hit, and then even ask yourself, how did I get so far away from the woman I once was? How did I get so far away? And we're not going to blame everything on COVID because I really believe that COVID didn't bring some things into our lives, but it really just revealed who we were. We re It revealed that we didn't like spending time by ourselves. We revealed that we didn't really like how our home was being kept, and that's how we stayed out of the house so much. It revealed that we didn't have any idea what we really liked, what hobbies we had, and that's why we were always going out all the time because we didn't know how to spend quality time with ourselves and enjoy our own company or enjoy the company of our family members or the people that we live with. Or it revealed that all this time I haven't taken the time to develop any meaningful relationships. And now I feel lonely because I don't have anybody that I can call because I shut everybody out. Or I said, I don't like having friends with other women. And that grates me when I hear women say that you should have great girlfriends. Great girlfriends are a gift from heaven. And so it 
didn't necessarily bring something into your life, but it revealed some things about you that you may not have liked. And so as you go into 2021, and I know we're just in November, but it's going to be here so soon. These are the things that I want to challenge you to be. If you're thinking with Pastor Vita, I really don't know who I really am. I haven't taken that time. Well, God's going to reveal the small details to you. He's going to reveal the unique things to you that make you you. But as a believer, as a woman who is a believer, we have to fashion ourselves after the things of God. We cannot model ourselves after the world. And there are some things that will try to say, oh, well, we're going to do such and such for Jesus. There are some things that just don't work for Jesus. Stripping for Jesus doesn't work, okay? Stripping for Jesus, doing shots for Jesus does not work. Every time the preacher says, uh, give, we're going to take a shot. No, that doesn't work. And I hope you're cracking up because that's how silly we sound sometimes. There are some things in the world that simply do not mix with the things of the kingdom. And as you become and as you walk into 2021, as your authentic self, I want you to remember there are some things that simply don't miss because I am a kingdom woman and there are some balls I need to let drop because they're not being taught. They're not being served to me from some, from a perspective of kingdom life. They're not being served to me from a kingdom assignment. It's distractions from the world. It's distractions from my ex. It's distractions from my past. It's distractions from regret. Let those regrets go. Let that past go. Yeah, you made that mistake. Guess what? You're going to make more. Everybody makes mistakes. You had a bad experience in a relationship. Guess what? You're not alone there. Everybody has. Let those things go. Now I'm going to give you a list of things that are the authentic you. Well, Pastor you can't tell me. Yeah, I can. I'm going to tell you right now who you are because it's based on the will of God. It's based on the word of God. Now, God's going to come in and add the fine details, but these are things that I want to encourage you to be. And don't wait to 2021 and start. I want you to start right now. I want you to be a church girl, meaning that I want you to be a person who goes to church. The national average right now for church attendance is two times a month. That the average person, if you go to church two times a month, that means you're a regular church goer. Where the God, God said, the Bible said that there is a Sabbath every single week that on the seventh day, God rested. And we're not going to get into the calendar. Should we go to church on Saturday? Should we go to church on Sunday? That's not the, the, the point that I'm making here, but that God gave us a day of rest and worship every day, every week, every week of the year, God gave us a day of worship and a day of rest. And then he says in his word, those who gather together, those who love me gather together often in my name. And so I want you to be a woman who is committed to going to church committed to going to church. If you are a member of Flow Church, and I hope you are, you have many, many options because we have an online campus that allows you to hear the word whenever you want. We have a, a eight o'clock service, a 10 o'clock service, and a 6.30 service on Sundays. But then Anytime you go to our platform, there is some word that you can hear. There's word playing all the time on our platform. So even if you can't make it on Sunday, okay, you have a baby shower to go to. Okay, somebody's getting married. Okay, okay, go and celebrate with your family. Have a great time with your family. Your child has a soccer game or whatever. But don't say I'm skipping church this week. Say I'm going to put it somewhere else on my calendar so that every single week you're having that time of worship and 
you're worshiping at home. You, you, and you, you're, this is my next one. You're a worship woman that you worship all the time at home. You worship in your car, you play praise music, you worship at home. You have a little place in your house, be it your closet or a corner in your bedroom that you go to worship with God. You go to lift up your hands before him. You go to spend time with him. And in that time you are praying, you are a praying woman that you have a lifestyle of prayer, that prayer for you is more than God is good. God is great. And we, you know that your is more than than grace is more than you know you thanking God for your food is more than you knowing the Lord's prayer, but that you have an intimate prayer life that you're talking to God about the fine details of your life that you're being so transparent with Him that you are a praying woman that you are a woman who gives that you have the heart to give and giving is not a financial thing giving is a heart thing you can give a quarter and be consistent and God will multiply that quarter and so for you to say I don't have anything to give means that you are totally depleted and I speak over your life now that no woman listening to that is at that point that you are totally depleted that you have all that you need to thrive in life because you're studying and applying the word that you are a serving woman, that you serve others, that you serve in ministry, but you also are serving the community and you also are serving your family. And I don't mean serving to the point of exhaustion. I mean, serving as you're led of God, as God is leading you to serve, that you are a serving woman and that you are an evangelist, that you have identified at least one person who you are going to mentor and who you're going to lead into the kingdom of God. And you're going to hold that woman's hand and you're going to call her once a week and you're going to pray together and you're going to share scripture together. You're going to invite her to listen to the podcast with you and then have a conversation about it. You're inviting her to study group. You're checking on her that you have identified at least one woman that you're going to successfully mentor her into the kingdom. And you're not going to let her go until she's mature enough to do the same for someone else. That you're going to be an evangelist. That you're always going to be leading someone else to Christ. And I don't mean just sharing on social media that Jesus loves you. I mean that you care enough about at least one person person to every week check in with them and see how they're doing and pray for them and encourage them and share the word of God with them and lead them into those places. I want you to do that. I want you to meditate on this before you start your vision board. Meditate on this before you do your plan because you were created for greatness. I don't care what the world has tried to tell you. I don't care if you have bad parents. I don't care if you didn't graduate from high school. I don't care if you don't have enough money. You were created for greatness. You were created to thrive. You are brilliant. You are radiating the light of Christ and you are full of the the wisdom of God. You have everything that God needs you to have so that you can be successful. And I'm going to challenge you to do something. I'm going to read a scripture for you. We did all this talking and we didn't open the Bible. I want to give you a scripture. I want you to release anything that would stop you from being authentic. I want you to release any thought, any memory, any unforgiveness, any fear, any selfishness, anything that would stop you from being the authentic you because the joy that you're looking for, the perpetual joy you're looking for, the happiness you're looking for is all going to be found in you living an authentic life. You can't live somebody else's life and think you're going to be happy. You have to live your own life. 
Okay, final thought. Matthew 16, verses 13 through 17. And when Jesus came into the district of Syria, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I, the son of man, am? And so I want you to ask yourself, who, whatever your name is, who do people say that I fill in your name am? Because Jesus is trying to fill them out. And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and other Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Verse 15, and he said to him, but who do you say that I am? So question number one, you're going to ask yourself is who do others say that I am? And then I want you to ask yourself, are you living your life based on what others say that what others say about you? And then the second question Jesus asks, okay, now we, we know what other people are saying, but who do you say that I am? And now I want you to ask yourself, okay, I know what other people are saying about me, but who do I say that I am? Who do I say that I am? And Simon Peter in verse 16 replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him and said, blessed are you, Simon Barjonas, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in tell you and who but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Simon got a revelation. He got a revelation that he couldn't listen to what everybody else was saying about Jesus, that he had to get to know Jesus for himself. And when he did that, Jesus was able to call him blessed. And he said that revelation knowledge of Simon knowing who Jesus is was going to allow God to build something on Simon and that the gates of hell would not be able to prevail. When you get a revelation from God about who you are, God will be able to build something great on you and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against it. So you already know who, what everybody else is saying about you. And guess what? You shouldn't care. You should never spend any time other than this pondering moment for scripture's sake, wondering what people are thinking about you. You need to be more concerned about what God thinks about you and about what you think about yourself. And I want you to spend some time defining that this week, defining who you are, who has God called me to be? What has God said about me? What do I think about myself? And if you be honest, and if you say, I'm disgusted with myself, we're getting in this situation. Take that disgust right to the throne of God and pray about it and pour it out so God can then fill you up with something else. If you say, I love myself, take that to God and allow God to show you how to properly love yourself. If you, you know, whatever it is, don't, oh, you know, I'm the head, not the tongue, blah, 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 blah. Don't say some hollow confession that you heard somebody else say, but who has God called you to be and what do you say about yourself? and allow yourself to walk through that process. And whatever you say, whatever you call yourself is who you're going to be. Just a reminder, don't be like Dwayne. Don't have the ability to go in every direction with life and you take all, direct, all directions. Be focused on what God has called you to do. Be focused on who God has called you to be. If you like to knit, knit. 
If you like to sew, sew. If you like to box, box. If you like to just make a lot of money, go make a lot of money. If you like to read, read. If you like to cook, cook. If you like to jog, God bless you. Go jog. Don't invite me, but go go jog. Go have a good time. Knock yourself out. Go run. Whatever it is you like to do, be the authentic you. Get into the face of God. Find out who that is. Ask yourself the hard, the hard question. Ask yourself, how did I get here? And then ask God, now that I'm here, how do I get over there where I need to be? I don't, don't try to figure it out by yourself. Ask God. Do all of this before you start your vision board. Do all of this before you start your plan so that 2021 can be an amazing year for you. Doesn't matter if COVID is still here. That, that doesn't matter. COVID doesn't have the ability to determine our success and our happiness as women of God. Only our relationship with God can determine that. Well, I pray that you enjoyed the word today. I enjoy teaching it. As you can see, I'm so excited. And yes, we did actually talk about what's happening today. I want you to share this with someone. I am so excited. We are up to over 600 listeners. I'm so excited. And I want to hit 1,000 members. I want to hit 10,000. I want to hit 20,000 because people need to hear the word of God. It'll all be for our good and God's glory. There are people who need to hear the word. So if you enjoyed this, can you share it? by sending it to 5, 10, 20 of your friends. There is no expense to listen to this podcast. You can just share it as much as you want. Share it on social media. We want people to hear the word. We also want you to worship with us at Flow Church. You can go to our website, flow-church.org to get all the information about our service times and our platform and all that stuff. But we want you to do that. And if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it is so simple. All you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he's Lord. You don't have to be perfect. There are no perfect people here. I have absolutely no idea how to minister to a perfect person. Perfect, a perfect person. I can't even say it right. That shows you that I'm not perfect. I have no idea how to minister to a perfect person because God did never called us to be perfect. He called us to be faithful. And so all you have to do is start believing, believing that Jesus is Lord, believing that God loved you enough to send a savior to do, do away with all of your sin and put you in a position to live kingdom, to live heaven on earth. All you have to do is believe that. And if you are doing that for the first time, reach out to us so that we can mentor you through that process. We have counselors, we have staff members who would love to mentor you for the whole year and help you to get to the place that you need to be. I love you ladies so much. Thank you for hanging in there with me. We are now officially in season two of the podcast. We started this podcast last November after the Breathe Conference, and now we're in season two. I love you. I'll see you soon. Um, you'll hear from me soon with another podcast. Have a wonderful week. God bless you.